0: Deuteronomy chapter 8, New Schofield Reference Bible, page 226. We'll be reading the first six verses. We'll read the verses responsibly. The second verse is the text verse for this evening's message. As we always do, let's please stand for the reading of the Word of God. All the commandments which I command thee this day shall ye observe to do, that ye may live and multiply and go in and possess the land which the Lord swear unto your fathers. And thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these forty years in the wilderness, to humble thee, and to prove thee, to know what was in thine heart, whether thou wouldst keep his commandments, or no. And he humbled thee, and suffered thee to hunger, and fed thee with manna, which thou knewest not. Neither did thy fathers know, that he might make thee know that man doth not live by bread only that by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Lord doth man live. Thy raiment waxed not old on thee, neither did thy foot swell these forty years. Thou shalt also consider in thine heart that as a man chasteneth his son, so the Lord thy God chasteneth thee. Therefore thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God to walk in his ways and to fear him. And let's pray. Father, we're rejoicing, of course, to be a part of this church, to be a part of this evening service. We pray that you truly keep our minds and hearts focused upon the preaching. Thank you for our preacher. We do pray that you'd bless his preaching tonight. We pray that you'd help him to be eased about leaving for the next couple weeks. That now, it's bless him and Mrs. Hiles with a good and safe and wonderful trip and. We do pray that you'd bless us in all of these things because we love this place, we love thee, and of course we love our preacher, in Jesus' name, amen. Somebody asked
1: me when I got off, we, we came back from our vacation last year, they said, what did you enjoy the most? I said, that's easy being with the little gal that just sang a while ago. so I enjoyed the most. Now she is my vacation. She is my night out with the boys. She is my golf game. She's my bowling league. So if I have time to spend with any diversion, I spend it with her. And uh, that's the most wonderful thing about it all. I want to read for you one passage tonight. Are you too warm? Raise your hand if you are. Brother Andy, would you knock it down a couple of degrees, please? I uh, forgot to ask you a while ago. All you do is cry, so that's all I'm worried about. And, um uh, uh, I uh, I wanted to talk to you tonight. Well, actually, I'm not going to talk to you. I'm going to talk to myself. You get my age. You do that a lot. I. I talk to myself a lot for three reasons. One is I love to talk to an intelligent person. Second is I love to uh, have an intelligent person talk to me. Third is I love to see two intelligent people talk to each other. And uh, so I <clears throat> I talk to myself a lot. And tonight I'm going to do that. I was preaching and people asked me this question. How do you stay on top? I don't stay on top, but I rebound quickly, and I I rebound on purpose, and I have a I have a formula by which I rebound. I'm human like you are. I, I get discouraged like you do, but don't stay discouraged like you do. I know how to get back up. And tonight I'm going to talk to myself as and let you listen to our conversation, <clears throat> and uh, and. Uh, As if I were discouraged, and I'm not discouraged tonight, but if I were discouraged, I'm going to acquaint you with the way that I pull myself out of my discouragement. I don't think there's any sin or any sign of weakness for a human being to be discouraged. I think it is a sign of weakness for you not to know how to get out of it, and tonight I'm going to show you how I do it by talking to myself. I was preaching in in Delaware with Dr. Lee Robertson, he and I were sharing the pulpit together, and I preached a sermon, and when I went back to sit down with him, he looked over at me, and he said, "He said, Jack, he called me Jack, he said, Jack, uh, were you preaching to us, or to yourself? And I said, both, but tonight I'm not going to do that, I'm going to preach to myself, and perhaps you would like to eavesdrop, or wind a peep, or listen in as I speak to myself. I um, want to read for you without your turning to it, one of the most important verses in the Bible for me. And David was greatly distressed. Now <clears throat> get that. David was distressed. Nothing wrong with that. For the people spake of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself. In the Lord is God. Now, two statements there: one, David was greatly distressed; two, David greatly encouraged him or encouraged himself. I want to talk to you tonight a while about that. Now, I'm going to I'm going to uh, call myself Jack tonight. I give myself that privilege. I. Sometimes if I blow it, I say, Come on, Jack, get with it. Don't you dare do that. But uh, I, I I call myself, I scold myself. I say, What's wrong with you, Jack? Sometimes I preach a sermon I think is less than I, I, my best. I'll go back to my office and say, Jack, you didn't do very well tonight, did you? And uh, I can't recall ever having done that, but I'm sure I have sometime or another. So, tonight, if you would let me, by the way, the outline I have, I use it often. Uh, I made the outline for myself a long time ago, and I use it often. And uh, this is the way I, I spend hours preparing a way to get myself out of discouragement and even, <clears throat> in rare, occasion, rare occasions, depression. And uh, so I'm talking to myself tonight. I hope you'll listen in as I do. Our Heavenly Father... I pray you to help me tonight. I want to be a blessing to these dear people, our people, my people, and your people. I want to be a blessing, and I pray you to help me do so in a special way tonight. I'm talking, dear God, to some people tonight, a few of them, some who are easily discouraged. I'm talking to some tonight who sit here in the pool of depression even now. I pray you to help me to help them. That's all I ask. Amen. I'm going to have a dialogue tonight between myself and myself. Uh, you'll think I'm schizophrenic, but since you don't know what that word means, you don't know whether I am or not. But I uh, I want to show you how, when I get d- discouraged or somewhat depressed, how I pull myself out of it. I say that I always turn... The first Samuel and uh, the first of all, I'll go chapter 30 and verse 6. David encouraged himself. Now, I know what encourage. Now I'm not talking about encouraging me like you ladies, you know, you get discouraged, you go shopping. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about in the Lord, in the Lord. And uh, so I want to tell you about it. I say to myself, Jack, I think you ought to turn now to that scripture where you turn to... When you get a little bit down and by the way it's not hard for a man who's nearing his 74th birthday to get down just a bit it's not hard for a man i think tonight as i relieve for a few days a few weeks away i think about the day when i'll have to step down from here and and i i, I can get discouraged about that but I don't allow myself to stay there uh with with the battles i fought and uh, the, the age that uh, i didn't say aids i said age and uh and then, of course, I realize that somewhere down in here, I've got a little heart condition. I don't have it checked because the last time I had it checked, the doctor gave me some bad news. And uh, I, uh, I don't go to doctors much. Women, doctors are for women. And uh, but I, uh, I, I do know that I have a heart condition. Don't know what it is. And if I allow myself, I can get a little bit discouraged about that. And uh, so tonight, I say to myself, Jack, I want you to go. To 1 Samuel chapter 30 and verse number 6. And that's where it says David was greatly distressed, but then it says David encouraged himself in the Lord. Now, I, I, then I, then I go to Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse number 2, where, where Moses said to the people in their time of discouragement, He said, Remember all the way which the Lord thy God hath led thee. And then he goes on in our scripture a while ago to recount the blessings of God. And so I do, I do this. Jack, the Israelites were facing a new era and they're facing a tough time uh, to, to go in the promised land and fight some battles against they knew not whom. And uh, they're, they're facing a new era. They're entering in the promised land. New problems and new battles and new challenges face them. The future was unknown. They even had... A new leader and a new land, because Moses is soon to be gone, and Joshua is going to take his place. Now, Jack, they, they, th- there will be no more daily manna falling from heaven to feed them. No pillar of cloud in the promised land to cool them. No pillar of fire by night to warm them. No rock to give water to quench their thirst. Before them lay the great unknown, and they were justifiably apprehensive, and distress, They had not passed this way before, and they stand on the banks of the Jordan River. Their hopes hope rested in the words of Moses spoken in dark hours. Thou shalt remember all the way Jehovah thy God hath led thee. Ladies and gentlemen, when I get discouraged about the future, I look and see how good God's been in the past. I, uh, I, I, I Moses was saying, he was saying, remember that God delivered you from Pharaoh's fetters. Cannot that same God deliver you now? Remember, God gave you manna from heaven for 40 years in the wilderness. Cannot that same God feed you now? Remember, you crossed the Red Sea on dry ground. That massive Red Sea. Cannot God let you cross the Jordan River, that little uh, little creek-like river, if you can, could cross the Red Sea, don't you think the same God that led you across the Red Sea can lead you across the Jordan River? I continue myself reminding myself, Jack, the Israelites, uh, Moses said to them, remember the pillar of fire, cannot God warm you again? Remember the pillar of cloud, cannot God cool you again? Remember the two... Uh, Uh, the the, uh, two pillars of fire that lifted and led you by day and by night. Cannot that same God lead you again? Remember the smitten rock from which came enough water to feed. All these give water supply to all these Jewish people. Cannot that God provide again? Remember the Shekinah glory over the mercy seat. That same God's alive today. Remember the bitter waters made sweet in Marah. Remember what God has done, the quail that he sent for flesh, the brazen serpent that he used to heal those bitten with the fiery serpents, the earthquake that swallowed up Korah and his rebels in defense of God's man, the Passover lamb and the death angel and the drowning of the Egyptian armies. Jack, cannot that God take care of you? Cannot the God that calls the waters of the Red Sea to part? Cannot God take care of you? Cannot the God that took care of Moses when he was 80 years old, and in 80 he was in the peak of his ministry? Cannot that God use a 74-year-old man again? Cannot the God that came to, uh, to Caleb when Caleb said, I'm 85 years old, and I want that mountain. Cannot that God help you now? I set myself down and said, Jack, you have no right to be discouraged. The omnipotent God is your God. The omniscient God is your God. The omnipresent God is your God. The one who changeth not. The same yesterday, today, and forever. He's your God. Hey, I'm about to pull you out of your depression if you listen to what I'm telling you. That's the God I serve tonight. me. I say, Jack, cannot the God of the past take care of the future? What Moses was saying was, through many dangers, toils, and snares... We have already come. His grace that let us save thus far, and grace will lead us home. When I get discouraged, I look back and see what God has done for me in the past and realize that same God has not aged a bit. He's the same age he was. He doesn't have Alzheimer's disease. He's getting along real well, thank you. And that God is still alive. I wish I could convince you tonight that the great God who spoke in worlds danced across the heavens, that God is our God tonight. One that I spoke to a while ago before I walked in this pulpit. That's the great God that poured the waters of the sea and painted the mountain peaks. That's the same God that dipped his brush in the, into the paint and painted the daffodil. That's the same God that made the lakes and carved the gorges. That's the God who caused the waters of the Red Sea to dry. The God that caused the sun to stand still for Joshua. Ladies and gentlemen, that's my God tonight. Cannot that God, take care of me in the future? Jack, cannot the God who fed you as a boy take care of you now? Cannot the God who fed you and your mother when you didn't have food to eat and not even cover to put on your feet at night? Can't that same God that took care of you and fed you as a boy in the Depression days when your mother and you lived in poverty, cannot that God take care of you now? And Jack, that can't that God, can't, cannot that God who made a made a preacher out of a little little quiet introverted kid in the ghettos of Southwest Dallas, brother? Every time I think about that, I want to have a spell. I can come out of it in a hurry. I'm no I'm no uh, uh, no blue blood. I'm no people on the on the rich side of the tracks. I'm just a poor kid from down the ghettos of Southwest Dallas. And God has blessed me and used me. Cannot that God bless me now? I ask, Jack. Cannot that God that led you as a country preacher leads you as a city preacher? And Jack, cannot that God that in nineteen fifty seven, when you told the Southern Baptist you wouldn't give a cotton pick and dime to their program and has send missionaries out that did not believe that this book right here is inspired by God, and they said that you'll have to support our program or you cannot be a Southern Baptist and I lost my church at my home church. I lost my alma mater. I lost friends of a lifetime, so-called friends of a lifetime. And it looked like the ministry was over and I walked back home that night and said to this house, I guess I'll have to get a job and leave the ministry. Ladies and gentlemen, look at this crowd tonight. Go out and look at City of Hammond Baptist Schools and Hiles Anderson College and City Baptist Schools and look at, I'm trying to tell you, we serve a living God tonight. Jack. Cannot that God that led you marvelously to Hammond, Indiana? Cannot that God who led you back in the early days when you didn't know anybody here 41 years ago? And all of a sudden the American Baptist Convention battle started, and you started a battle over the buses and and uh, and over standards and so forth, and 406 people walked out and started another church. And I, by the way, I've never said a bad word about that church in all the last night. They did not understand me, and I did not understand them. But I'm trying to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, that the God who heard who uh, who heard a man tell me with his own lips and tongue that they would foreclose on our church building, and we we lose our buildings. And yet tonight, we don't own just those two little buildings we owned then. We now own $70 million in property, all paid for, bless God, debt-free. I'm trying to tell you, we serve the living and true God tonight. Jack, you're a bit discouraged now. I won't talk to you a little while longer. I ho I know you're hoping I'll get out of it in a hurry so I can close the service. Jack, can't that God that led you to withdraw two churches, big churches, out of the two major Baptist conventions in a matter of just about uh uh three years and yet The largest church in the congregation in America sits right here tonight. Can't that God lead you in the future? Does that is that God limited? Can't he bless a man who's 73, approaching 74? can he bless old men as well as he bless his young men? I'm trying to get you out of, out of that, that depression, Jack. I'm trying to get you out of your discouragement, Jack. I'm trying to get you back on top. Your people need you to be on top. You can't walk out Sunday morning a depressed, discouraged preacher. I'm trying to get you on top. I want to tell you, Jack, the God of this book is your God. The Creator is your God. Jack... Cannot that God, 54 years, has led you through battle after battle, can he lead you now? And cannot, he said, that God who has sustained you through heartache after heartache, can he not sustain, sustain you now? And Jack, remember that lady that back down to 40 years ago, who said she would get the buildings from First Baptist Church of Hammond, the only person that said she wanted the buildings? And she said she'd spend every dime she had to get those buildings. Remember how Jack, not long after that, she was killed in the car wreck? Now, Jack, you weren't happy about being killed in the car wreck, but I want to tell you, there's a God in heaven takes care of you, son. And Jack, in case you're a little depressed tonight, can't that God sustain you now? Doesn't he have other arrows in his quiver? Is his manna covered empty? Has he no more pillars of cloud? Has has this Shekinah glory dimmed? Is he not the same yesterday, today, and forever? Is your God old and tired, and can he not do today what he did 40 years ago? And Jack, can not he who enabled us to pay off all of our indebtedness, cannot that God take care of us in the future? You know, when the offering gets down, it doesn't matter to you, nobody worries about the offering. Maybe Judy Anderson does, but the offering's down. Uh, our offering can be up 10 straight Sundays and down $1,000 on the budget. Now, and if I don't watch, i got to get this outline out, look at it again, right quick like. You won't believe this. With all these thousands of people, one little family can leave our church, not even mad. Not even mad. Just not long ago, I heard about it, somebody left our church, not mad at me at all. Just went to another church and. Uh, and for uh, I don't know why, but they, they still love me. But I stayed awake two hours that night, fretting about that because I don't want to lose anybody. I need you, tired. I, I need you. And uh, but I, I, I say tonight, Jack, cannot that man, the one who one night a fellow walked down this aisle right over here, well, it went up this very aisle here. Actually, it was over here at that time because the wall was right here. Walked down the aisle and motioned for me. And I went down, and that man looked at me, and he showed me a contract on my life for $65,000. He pulled out a three-fifty-seven Magnum and said, I came tonight to kill you and, and cover it up and collect $65,000 as, uh, as reward for killing you. But he said, after hearing your sermon, I thought I didn't save myself. He gave me the three-fifty-seven Magnum, and I shot him. Jack, what are you talking about? You have no right to be discouraged. The Bible's your book, and God's your father, and Jesus is your Savior, and the Holy Spirit lives inside of you, and your sins are forgiven, and the book is clear, and your name is written in heaven, and God will not impute your sins against you, and His righteousness is on your record. What in the world? Well, before I know it, I want to get out here and get on a street corner and preach somewhere. I'm trying to tell you, I'm not saying you should never get discouraged, but you don't have to say this. Stay discouraged. Jack, you remember when you were praying out there, the lighting beach, one day, you're the only one there, you thought, and you prayed. You're praying out there on Lake Michigan. Remember how you walked on the water about a hundred feet out there? Just wanted to see if you're listening, that's all. Remember how you walked, walked, walked out and, and you prayed and you got back in the car. And as you're driving down a little winding trail there, all of a sudden you looked up and the fellow with a rifle right behind you was, was, was aimed right at your head. Remember how you swerved, Jack and the bullet missed the car? Remember how you were jogging out here one day in Munster and, uh, and, and the car came by and they shot at you from the car? Remember how they put a bullet through your window uh, one day in the parsonage one night? Remember how they set your house on fire? your garage on fire, and God woke you up in the middle of the night to keep the house from being burned and your family from all being killed. Jack, that God's alive tonight. That's the God you prayed to a while ago. That's the God you're preaching about right now. Ladies and gentlemen, with the creator of the universe, as my best friend. How do you expect me to stay discouraged? Jack. Don't you think the God that saved a million souls under your little ministry can take care of you now? Too many dangers, toils, and snares, Jack. You have already come. His grace has led you safe thus far, and grace can lead you home. Jack, the same wind that dried the waters of the Red Sea blows today. Jack, God has other ravens to feed today's Elijahs. And Jack, he still has manna in his cabinets. And Jack, his quiver still has ample arrows. And Jack, his coffers are not there. And Jack, his shekinah still hovers over the mercy seat in the glory, glory world. And Jack, God still has angels to protect his own. And Jack, he still can sweeten the waters of Mara. He still owns the pillar of cloud. He still owns the earthquakes, the whirlwinds, and the floods. And he still meets his own at the juniper tree where you are right now, Jack. God came to Elijah when he was where you are, and God cheered Elijah. And that same God loves you as much as he loved Elijah, and that same God can cheer you. Jack, your God is not old and feeble. There's more water in Horeb's Rock. Your God still owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He still owns the gold. He's still in the gold and silver business. He still has healing bomb. His kitchen still has enough fishes and loaves to feed 5,000 in case of an emergency. He still can put coins in the mouth of a fish. His death angel still lives. He has a few more red seas. He's able to part. Hey, Jack, cheer up! The God that raised the Lazarus from the dead is your God! eye-opening and ear unstopping, God is your God, Jack. And the God of Mount Sinai is your God, Jack. And Jack, the God of Mount Carmel, that sent fire for Elijah, that same God is your God, Jack. And Jack, the God who... Uh, who uh, of Mount Nikito? Who one day will stand on Mount Nikito and conquer the Antichrist and put down the armies of the enemy and rule and reign for a thousand years? The God who even now is creating a home for you in heaven—that's your God, Jack. Don't need to be discouraged. He's your fa- He's your heavenly Father. His Son is your Savior. His Spirit lives inside of you. Cheer up, son. Jack. Elijah's God lives today. The burning bush God is my God. The God of Moses is your God. The sun-stopping God is your God. Gideon's God is your God. He lives today. Shangar's God lives today. Dwight Looney's God lives today. Billy Sunday's God lives today. I used to sit as a little boy in a little country preacher in East Texas. I'd read about Billy Sunday and his great revivals. And it said a million souls came to God under this Sunday's preaching. I'd read about White L. Moody. He'd say, a million souls came to God. And not one single person ever come to God or walked out under my ministry. And boy, I'd think something like that. And yet that little country preacher, that little country preacher who sat there and read what I said all ago, a million folks have come to Christ through the ministry of this little preacher. Jack, Charles Spurgeon's God is your God. Savonarola's God is your God. John Bunyan's God is your God. I say, Jack, he's your God. He's your God. And let me stop to say, he's your God too. God, I have no, I have no corners with God. I'm not God's pet. I have no promises God has given to me that God hasn't given to you. I have no inroads with God. You have the same access to God I have. I'm no priest for you to confess your sins to. I'm no priest to come to God for you more than you can come to God for me. I'm saying every promise in the book is mine, and every promise in the book is yours, ladies and gentlemen. He's my God. He's my God. The God of the daily Manor is my God. The God who felled Jericho's walls is my God. The God of the Brazen Serpent is my God. The God of Jonah's Whale is my God. The God of Pentecost is my God. I used to shake my head and think about 3,000 people getting saved in one day. Well, bless God, it's happened five times right here at the First Baptist Church of Hammond, Indiana. Boy, I wish I could grab a bunch of preachers tonight around the country and shake them good and hard and say, God didn't get old and tired back yonder. The God that we serve is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The God who fed the 5,000 is my God. And then I said, Jack, sure, you're getting old. And I, I said to Ms. house today I said, did you see that old man that was saved this morning over here? And uh, if he's here tonight, don't, don't get mad at me, but... But I saw that feeble fellow stand up over here, and I thought that poor old man And nerved on me. I'm three years older than he. I said that to Miss and She said, "Don't feel bad. I'm the same age as you." That's why you're not going not going to be on the cruise, by the way. But now wait a minute, wait a minute. I say, Jack, look, Jack. You, 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 you're worried about your health and you're worried about your future how many more years have you got Jack Moses was 120 he's still going pretty well at 80 Moses just started his last pastorate and Jack how about Joel chapter 2 where it said I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh and the old men shall dream dreams and slobber. Some no, you have not heard this, most of you have. I was talking to a fellow long ago. He said, now that you're older, is it affecting your memory? I said, not at all. The truth is, at 73 and almost 74, my memory is better than it's ever been. Tonight I can remember things that didn't even happen. Didn't your God say old men shall dream dreams? Jack, you can have some dreams. There are yet some rivers to cross. There are yet some mountains to climb. There are yet some battles to win. There are yet some victories to know. There are yet people to save. There are yet some buildings to build. There are yet some schools to start. There are yet some things to do. Jack, get up. Quit feeling sorry for yourself. Get out from that juniper tree. Get out, counter, and go to work. How about John Wesley, Jack? How about John Wesley? He's preaching at five o'clock in the morning when he's ninety years old, I think. And I said, God, I don't want to be that active. <laughs> How about 5 o'clock in the afternoon? And then I always take myself back to Durham, North Carolina. I always take, when I get a little dis, little dis depressed or discouraged. I take myself back to Durham, North Carolina, especially when I think about getting older. I still see that old man sitting on the back row back in the back. Actually, in a folding chair back behind the back row, man was 88 years old. He walked down the aisle after the service. Said, "Could I say a few words?" And I said, "Sure." He said, "Ladies and gentlemen," he said, "I've been preaching for over a half century. I couldn't retire because I couldn't afford to retire." But look forward to it. But I had to keep on going, but I, I wanted to stop and go fishing and just, just take it easy the rest of my life. I'm getting, I was getting old. Here I was getting close to 88 years old and still hadn't retired yet. But not long ago, he said, I, I got to where I could, I could retire. And I retired at 88, just a few months ago. But he said, back yonder in the back while that man was up there preaching, he said, the fire of God got in my soul again. And he said, I, 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 the, the word of God began to burn in my breast again. And he said, brethren, and he raised his little skinny hand like a broomstick with a, with a, with a uh, uh, hinge on it, raised his little skinny arm and said, brethren, I'm reenlisting. And that's what I say, Jack, that's what you ought to do. Put your discouragement. You're God's child. You're called of God, blessed of God, chosen by God. Get up, reenlist. The God of yesterday is today's God, and the God of today is tomorrow's God, and the God of the past is the God of the present, and the God of the present is the God of the future, and he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. In him there is no variability, the shadow of turning, and God plays no favorites, and he's my God, and he's my God. Bless his name, he's your God too. And so I say, when I get down a little bit, I say, Jack, look and see what God had done for those Jews. They got discouraged. They delivered them by the Passover lamb from Pharaoh's bondage. They got to the Red Sea, and the waters were raging, and they they couldn't cross. And Moses smote the waters. They walked over on dry ground, pursuing them with the Egyptian armies. When they got on the dry ground in the midst of the sea, the sea came up and, and, and destroyed all of them. And then they they were hungry, and God gave them manna. Thirsty, and God gave them water from rock and horeb. Wondered which way to go, and God gave them pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night to lead them. They got cold at night, and God gave them pillar of fire. They got hot in the daytime, and God gave them pillar of cloud for shade. And God is simply saying through Moses, that God that led you yesterday can lead you tomorrow. That God that led you across the mighty waters of the Red Sea can lead you across that little creek called the Jordan River. And that God that led you through the dangers, toils, and snares, you have already come. His grace that led you safe thus far, and people of God, grace can lead you home. And I always, after being scolded by myself, I jump to my feet and shout. But I think I'll just keep on going. Tonight, all the things I've said about my God, He's your God too. I'm not saying that you should never get discouraged. I'm not saying that at all. I'm not saying that you should never get depressed. But I'm saying, ladies and gentlemen, if you'll just get yourself a little kind of a formula like I have to pull you out of it. Billy Sunday used to say, you can't keep a bird from landing on your head, but you can keep him from building a nest up there. And no, you cannot keep depression from coming and invading your, 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 your premises. But brother, you ought to stop and have a way to get out. And this is my way out. And so tonight, encourage yourself. Learn to encourage yourself. And look back and see what God has done. Not just for you, but for everybody. Look and see his creation. I like to take a walk sometime and just look and see what God has done. I like to look at it, a little old flower over here and realize God painted that flower. And here's another one over here. Totally different from this one. God painted that one. A mighty tree like the sequoias of Northern California. I like to look at it and say, my God made that. This house and I were the, in Switzerland and a couple of years ago and those mighty Alps. I will lift up mine eyes under the hills from which cometh my help. My help cometh the Lord which made heaven and earth. Those are the objects of my Heavenly Father. He made those. I said he made those. We'll fly across the ocean if United Airlines will help us. We'll look down and God made that ocean. And and God keeps that water from spilling when it's upside down. I never have figured that one out. I mean, you, you got a world that's upside down. And and, and we never know we're on the bottom or the top. We may be... Ladies, hold your skirts. <laughs> we may be on the bottom right now. But not a drop ever spills. That's my God. Oh, Lord, my God, when I consider the heavens, thy heavens, the work of thy fingers, the sun, the moon, thou hour, what is man that thou mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visitest him, for thou hast crowned him with glory and honor, now, may there's him to have dominion with the work of thy hands, hath put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, the beast, the field, the fowl, the air, and the fish of the sea, and whatsoever passeth through the paths of the seas. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all of the earth, that great, omnipotent King of kings and Lord of lords. He's my God. He's my Father. He is my heavenly King of kings and Lord of lords, and he is yours too. So encourage yourself. Right?